0: Good morning, everyone. Yes, uh, I want to start by, uh, expressing my gratitude to the eldership for this honor and, uh, uh, privilege to share the word. Uh, so thank you very much for this honor. Uh, yes, uh, this morning I'll be talking on a topic that says a call to prayer. A call to prayer. And, uh, The testimonies that have come up this morning has been quite encouraging because it's actually connected to what has been laid on my heart to speak about. Uh, the testimonies from the New Day Conference, how God has impacted people and, uh, the visitation of healing, the gift of healing, uh, hearing that just shows me that this is a uh, they attended a program where there was a lot of investment of prayer there was a lot of prayer and prayer yielded fruits and yielded a lot of results so i'll be speaking on something that is quite very familiar to us as christians something that uh, we are quite uh, we quite know about as christians which is the call to pray And uh, I'm going to be going through scriptures to look at what the Bible says about prayer. And most of the scriptures I'll be going through today will be scriptures that are quite familiar to us. And the point of today's uh, sermon discussion is that we should open up ourselves and press deeper into prayer. That there is more that God wants to give to us, to reveal to us, to impact to us, if we can take that step of going deeper into prayer. And uh, when we talk about prayer, we already know that prayer is communication with God. I'm talking about Christian prayer. Christian prayer has to do with praying in Jesus' name. There are all sorts of prayers, uh, but we're talking about Christian prayer, biblical prayer, and uh, most of the time when we think of prayer, we think of talking to God, but we also do understand that prayer can also be a two-way communication. We can also hear from God when we talk to God. And it's actually interesting to know that God is eager to speak to us. He's eager to reveal himself to us. He's eager to Bring us into the riches of his glory. But he awaits us. You know, it's normally said that the Holy Spirit is a gentle spirit. He awaits us to take the step to provide room, to make room, to make space, to allow him step in and do what he does best. So I'm going to look at uh, the first scripture. I would look at will be Hebrews 5. Hebrews 5 verse 7 to... 10 and that scripture brings up uh uh something about the author of our salvation jesus christ and uh, the writer of hebrews says in the days of his flesh he offered prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him and reading through the account of jesus we see a life marked with prayers and you could ask yourself Being the son of God, being sent down from above, having the, according to the book of Colossians, being the express image of the father, did he actually need to pray? But he prayed throughout his time on earth to show us the example, to show us how to live as Christians, to show us the benefits of prayer. The next scripture I will look at is... uh, The Old Testament, Leviticus 6.13. Now, Leviticus 6.13 talks about uh, the burnt offerings. And that was where God was talking to Moses. Moses, a very central figure in Judaism. Uh, Most Jews believe he's the greatest prophet, some Jews. And uh, here, God was talking to him about burnt offerings. And God uh, was telling him to tell the sons of Aaron that the fire on the altar should be burning continuously. Now, I want to relate our place of prayer to private altars. And it is God's desire that our altar should always be burning, day and night. Apostle Paul wanted to say it in a particular way. He was talking to the Thessalonians church, and he said, he told the church that you have to pray without ceasing It didn't actually mean walking on the street and talking like you've gone nuts. No, it actually means pray whenever you need to pray. It actually means don't be shy to step into the throne of grace. It actually means don't think twice about speaking to the Father. So this, this place from the Old Testament, it was saying, it was telling the priests, it was speaking to the sons of Aaron, And we are a royal priesthood in Christ. And it says the fire should continuously be burning. One other scripture I want to look at is uh, Revelations 8.4. And there it showed us the picture of how prayers ascend in heaven like smoke as we pray. It comes into the throne of grace. And then Jesus also tried to show To his disciples the need to pray the need to spend more time with him in prayer and one of the instances is the experience at gethsemane matthew 26 where jesus went in to pray went in to speak to the father and that's matthew 26 verse 40 and when jesus came out he actually saw the disciples sleeping and the Bible says that he asks them, couldn't you keep wash with me for at least an hour? That gives us a picture that there is a desire from God's part that we should enjoy his presence. There is a desire from God's part that we should spend more time. It doesn't actually mean uh timing yourself when you go to pray. No, it actually means sometimes... If you have come to understand the value of prayer, and if you have come to understand the benefits of prayer, sometimes you just want to take out some time and give God thanks. Or you just say, let me just take out some time, go into the room and just pray to God for a few minutes. And then you get into it and then you find yourself praying more, more. And then when you come out, you're like, oh, I just wanted to pray for five minutes, but I've been praying for 15 minutes. It happens when you get connected to the presence. It happens when you understand the value of prayer. Most great revivals were bettered in prayer. Most great movements we read about. You know, sometimes I heard someone saying uh, in the history of the church, uh, you know, a lot of wonderful things have happened. Actually, the church history is still being written till now. The history is still being written. We still have a part to play in the history. You know, there are some histories that we have the privilege of reading. Why there are some that have happened in some parts of the earth that we don't know about until we encounter Christians from those portions of the earth. You know, some people don't know about some things that have happened in some parts of Asia. Some people don't know some things that have happened in some parts of Africa. But God is moving in different places, in diverse places. Because some people dare to pray. Some people dare to believe God. You know, some people uh, have Christian assemblies where they speak to people who have... You know, sometimes when we read the scripture and the scripture is talking about unbelievers. Uh, Sometimes we relate people who don't believe to people who were born in Christian family but no longer believe in Christian ideals. There are actually people who don't understand what Christianity is all about. They are the real unbelievers. In the time of Paul, they were talking about people who did not understand anything about Christianity. I remember years ago, I went with a group. We went for a missionary walk somewhere in Nigeria. We went to this interior place to preach the gospel. And we met these people. We were talking to them about Jesus. And the young lady was like, Wow, who is this Jesus? And uh, the, the other two people who were with uh, me, one of them was like, You mean you haven't heard of Jesus before? And she was like, Yeah, who is he? Is he Asian? Is he white? Is he black? And that young lady started crying. She started crying because she couldn't believe that there, there is someone who has not heard about Jesus. But there are. There are people. There are people who have not heard who don't seem to understand what we take for granted. But now, there is a place for us to make our own contribution, for us to make an impact, and God is calling us uh, to a place of prayer. And uh, some more reasons why we should pray is because the scripture encourages us to pray. When we look at the book of Isaiah 55, verse 6, it says there, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. In Amos 5.4, God was speaking through the prophet and he was telling the people of Israel, he was telling them that, Seek me and leave. Seek me and leave. There are times when you we encounter life when we seek God. But uh, one of the challenges is that sometimes it's like uh, when Christ spoke in Matthew 26, Christ said the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak. When I think of the weakness of the flesh, I think of some of the challenges that come to us when we want to pray. Sometimes we have a lot of reasons not to pray. Sometimes we've had experiences in the past that we feel prayer didn't solve this, so there is no need praying. Uh, sometimes we come from backgrounds that have not really been given into prayer, so we question prayer. While well, one of the points I want to talk about is when people don't want to pray because they don't believe the scripture. And we live in a time where there are different reasons for people to feel challenged about the authenticity, the veracity of the scripture. Some people just actually say, come on, this is just a bunch of Hebrew literature. You know, why Why are we taking this so seriously? Why are we disturbing ourselves about these this scriptures? You know. Uh, Some people will be like, you know, I want to be a Christian, I don't want to be a Bible basher, you know, I don't want to be a fanatic. But the truth remains that until you believe the word, you can't pray in depth. Until you accept God's word, you can't pray in depth. You need the word to pray in accordance to his will. You need the word to be able to encounter God the way He wants us to encounter Him. It's actually all about Him. It's not about us. It's all about Him. And the more we choose His way, the more we choose His option, the more we get what He has stored up for us. Jeremiah said it in this way that His thoughts towards us are thoughts of good and not of evil, to give us a future. But we need to trust him, we need to believe him. I mean, this scripture for centuries, people have tried to discredit the scripture for centuries, people have tried to put down the scripture, but it has survived all this time. And it has kept it has kept changing people, blessing people, liberating people. I mean, the scripture has affected so many things. There are places on earth that are women were liberated because of the scripture. There are laws that we obey today that have been, that came into being because of the influence of the scriptures. When the Bible says in Galatians that before God there is no male, no female, no Jew, no Greek, all are equal with before God. Some of this philosophy, biblical philosophy, shaped a lot of things about our values. So it remains important to go back to the scriptures, to believe the word of God as it is. And talking about believing the word of God, I want to uh, look at Numbers 23, verse 19. Numbers 23, verse 19, uh, it says there that God is not human, that he should lie, and not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he speak? And then not act. Does he promise and not fulfill? When we read the word of God, we shall understand that this scripture is inspired. The people who wrote, wrote under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And if God says it, he will do it. If God says it, he means it. He might not answer the prayer when you want him to, but he hears us when we speak. You know, it's like my 11-year-old son uh, coming to me, asking me that he wants uh, uh, a Mercedes racing car. And uh, I look at him and he tells me, oh, he has been watching me drive. He can drive it. That's what he wants. And maybe somehow, uh, somehow I'm able to afford it because I know I can't now. And uh, and then I'm like, oh, because I love him so much, I'm going to give that to him. Uh, that's not love. Uh, you know, God knows what we want when we want it God knows us more than we know ourselves so sometimes when we're like, God doesn't want to give it to me, we need to learn to trust him we need to learn to know that he hears us I'm thinking about uh, the the word of God, the next scripture that comes to my mind is Jeremiah 23:29. And that scripture is one of my favorite scriptures in the scripture. It says, "It's not my word like fire declares the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks rock into pieces. God's word is so powerful. The more we spend time with God's word, the more we are modeled to become more and more like Christ. The more we spend time with God's word. You know, the book of Philippians says something. It says, uh, Apostle Paul was writing to the Philippians church and he told them, you have the mind of Christ. The more we read the word, the more we begin to see ourselves having the mind of Christ. The more we begin to have this feeling of this is what God would like, this is what God would not like. Because we begin to learn it from the word. We begin to get it from the word. It makes sense to spend time with the word. It makes sense to read the word. Sometimes it doesn't take you more than a few minutes, but what it lives within you, what it builds within you, those who sow to the flesh, reap from the flesh, those who sow in the spirit, reap eternal. So the more we spend time in the word, the more we begin to get grace. I remember a testimony of a lady, an American, who spoke about... Uh, uh, she was believing God so much about getting up from the wheelchair. And she went for prayers. She was prayed upon. The prayers uh, didn't work. Uh, uh, rather, she didn't get the answers. And uh, she was still believing God for this. And according to the testimony, that there was a time she was listening to this uh, exposition on the scripture about the, the power of God to those who believe. And she was with her Bible studying uh, she was with her bible following this exposition this teaching and at a point a particular point of the scripture was so amazing to her that she screamed and she was like you know sometimes when you read the bible you get revelations god opens your eyes and then you begin to see things like You've not seen it before. A scripture you might have read so many times. You look at it once again and it makes a new meaning. It becomes personalized. It's like God is speaking to you, pointing at you. So it's like the word jumped out to her and she just screamed and she was like, this is what the scripture means. And she ran to the husband and she was like, do you know what this, what the scripture means? And the husband was just quiet and she was trying to explain. The husband was not responding. She was asking, why are you not responding? And he was like, you're walking. And she didn't realize when she jumped out of the wheelchair, the word can do wonders. The word can do, I mean, when she wasn't expecting it, she walked and then she was like, oh, but she was still interested in explaining that word. So there is a place for the word. There, there, there was this, uh, this famous story in history about uh, uh, Mary, Queen of Scots, and John Knox, the founder of the Presbyterian Church of Scotland, and it was said that the, the queen uh, famously said that she was more afraid of the prayers of John Knox than all the assembled armies of Europe. How can you be afraid of the prayer of one man than the armies of France, Spain? She could feel the impact of those prayers. You know, famous people like Charles Spurgeon, they had several quotes about the value and the importance of prayer. There was a famous Pentecostal leader in my country, Nigeria, uh, Archbishop Benson Dahousa. He was a man many years ago. God used him for a lot of wonderful things. He used to say that when faith steps in, fear steps out. And that is actually true. And faith commits by hearing and hearing the word of God. So God is calling us to Believe the word. Take the word. Try him. Test the Lord and see that the Lord is good. Try him and see if he wouldn't show himself to be mighty. In a time where people don't have reason to believe that there is a divine being, let's still have reason to say experientially with experience that I felt him. I know him to be true. Because, uh, it comes to a point, it's not a matter of the, the corporate anointing. A a time comes when it's a matter of your personal relationship, the place of your altar. When you face the pressures of life, when you face trials, when, when you face real depression, when, when you, you just don't know what to do next, you find out that what helps you in those instances are those words you have stored up in your subconscious. Those things that spring up. When you want to do what you're not supposed to do. Maybe when you have gone to, you know, some years ago I was in Hall, Humber Bridge is one of the longest bridges in Europe. Uh, when somebody steps to Humber Bridge and the person is like, I want to end it all. I want to jump over. And if you have been reading the word, the word will jump out. You will hear a voice speak to you. Jeremiah 33 verse 3. He said, hey, we speak to you, we direct you, we tell you which way to go. So God, God is desiring to have more fellowship with us, but he's inviting us to take the step to spend more time with him. He's inviting us to take the step to experience the riches of his glory. He's telling us there is more, there is more. There is more in him You know, Christ said in the book of John, he said uh, that greater things than I did shall you do. And he meant it when he said it. It just takes believing the word and it takes having faith. And talking about having faith, I would like to read the scripture, Hebrews 11 verse 6. It's a very familiar scripture. It says... And without faith is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists. And he rewards those who earnestly seek him. The place of faith cannot be overemphasized. We need to believe that he exists. We need to believe that he can do what he said he would do. You know, someone told a story about... uh, Uh, someone who was coming from shopping and had a lot of bags and uh, didn't come with a vehicle, needed a lift, and someone stopped to help him, take him to his place, and he was so happy, he got into the car, took all his luggage, all the bags, put on his laps, put the seatbelt, and then the person was like, uh, uh, you could have put those in the boots, and he was like, oh, And uh, the person who told that story was like, that sometimes that's how we pray. We come to God with our problems. We tell him our problems and then we live with the problems. You know, we don't drop it at his feet. It's like we don't have enough faith that he can handle it. It's like we don't have enough faith that we have come to him that he's capable to take care of it. But he is, he is capable to take care of it. There is a place of faith. We need to believe that when we come to Him, that He answers us. So there are all sorts of uh, ways to pray. There are different types of prayers. There are, there is a prayer of faith when you pray, believing God that coming to God, that God will answer you. There is a prayer of petition, uh, Philippians four six. Where the Bible says, do not be anxious about anything. But, you know, through prayers, you come before God. There are all types of prayers. But one of the most important type of prayer to me is the prayer of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Being able to thank God no matter the situation, no matter the circumstance. Because the prayer of thanksgiving can be a prayer of faith. Is a prayer of confidence that he who you believe is in control. You know, there is a picture painted by Isaiah. Isaiah says he sits upon the circle of the earth and the inhabitants of the earth are like grasshoppers before him. That's, that's a dramatic picture. When you, when you envisage that picture, when you see that in your mind, it's like, it shows you how great this God is, how great Isaiah felt this God is, so no matter the circumstances you can you can thank him, you can give him praise, knowing that he's in control, knowing that he can do what he said he would do. then there 's a prayer of intercession. Uh, in Romans 8, it talks about praying, prayer of intercession, when we intercede, when we pray for others. I'll just run through quickly as I round up the different types of prayers. Then there's this type of prayer called the prayer of authority, the prayer of warfare. 2 Corinthians 10, 4 to 5. The scripture says there, the weapons we fight with are not weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself against the knowledge of God. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 4 and 5 gives us a picture of another type of prayer, a prayer of authority where we can stand in the name of Jesus to take authority over situations that want to drive us mad. It's possible to stand in the name of Jesus to speak scriptures, you know, book of Isaiah, the Bible says, come to me, provide your strong reasons. You present scriptures, you present the word of God before God, and you will see God respond to his word. Now, when we talk about prayer, prayer of uh, authority, sometimes uh, people who come from regions, from areas where there are still active negative powers understand prayer of authority. People who come from the parts of the world where, you know, sometimes when you watch movies like uh, Voyage of Simbad or you watch some of these adventure movies and you see some idols and then the idols are moving and you're like, wow, this is dramatic, this is so cool. It's not that cool in places where those things are real. You know, in movies, they look cool. You know, you, you see, they saw people running around, some images, you know, crying, doing sacrifice, and you will be like, wow, this used to happen during the days of the wickers or the, the droids, or when Stonehenge in Scotland used to be a place where people worship and do all that. No, there are places where some of these things are still real. There are places where people come out, put up their hands in the sky, and the rain starts put down their hands and the rain stop. There are places where people come, speak to fellow humans, and the person drops down dead. Sorcery is real. Witchcraft is real. And in those places where some of these things are still real, the Christians there know how to practice prayer of authority. Because when, if they do not exercise those authority those other alternative powers will crush them. So sometimes when you see people from certain places pray and they pray aggressively, sometimes it's because of their background, sometimes because of where they're coming from, and sometimes it's because they have seen results, because if they have not seen results, they will run out of Christianity. They will exit, they will just go out. They have seen results, so, you know, sometimes you could meet That's why it is good to Understand uh, You know, understand and appreciate Everyone's Way of approaching God You meet some people When they want to pray, they tell you You know, you just need to take it cool You keep your voice very cool Lord Jesus, I thank you Lord, and then you meet Someone else, the person wants to pray the like, Lord Jesus, yes Lord I take authority, and you're like Wow, this, this this person is just too loud. This person is just too loud. This person is not polite. This person is not... When your problems are not polite, you wouldn't be polite. So, sometimes people respond according to where they are coming from. And what is important is the results. Once they are getting results, then they should push on. So sometimes you could come out and you could meet people when people come together to pray. And then you just find out, uh, when they just say, uh, just, let's just say pray. And then some people are just going, Lord Jesus, I thank you, Lord Jesus did that. And then just be like, oh, no, no, no. Why should people pray this way? No, there is always a story behind every, every experience, every way of doing things. And God understands us all. God accepts us all the way we are. Honestly, God understands us all. But you know, in everything we do, we do it in love, we do it in understanding. So, there are places where people pray because of the way the environment is. You know, there are places where people understand this, the, 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 The commands to Joshua, where he says, be courageous, that wherever you put, wherever the sole of your feet steps in, you take authority. And then you see some people, when they step into a place that taking authority, is because some people understand that in some places, certain forces happen. I remember an incident some time ago when I was in Hall, and we're about to go down to, uh, Manchester, and we, And uh, we wanted to pray in the bus. Uh, It was just a group of Christians going for a program, for an event. And uh, as we wanted to pray, they asked someone to pray. The person prayed and uh, just said, Lord, as we're going to Manchester, be with us. Bless the program. Speak to us and all that. And everybody said amen. And then someone who was in, it was a group of Nigerians. So someone who was there now said, oh, uh, why didn't we bind the demons that we normally used to bind demons and, uh, you know, when we pray in Nigeria and then the person who prayed was like, Oh, that he thinks the demons are still back home in Nigeria, (laughs) that they're not over here. And, uh, you know, everybody laughed, but it it was, uh, it, it was actually funny, but it made one think, you know, there is, there is a time for everything. There is a time for all sorts of prayers, There is time to pray, prayer of thanksgiving. There is a time to pray, prayer of authority, prayer of warfare. There is a time for prayer of intercession. But today, God is calling us to spend more time with him. God is calling us to understand that there is much more he wants to reveal to us. There is much more he wants us to experience in his presence. Uh, God is calling us to uh, understand, like Psalm 91 verse 1 says, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. If we are struggling with something, God is telling us in his presence, it can all be broken. If we still want to have an encounter with Jesus, to know more of him, God is telling us in in his presence, we can experience that. If we want the word to be revealed to us, to open up, to understand the word more, He's telling us in his presence. If we're struggling with work at the workplace, God is telling us there is creativity in his presence. There is inspiration in his presence. You know, we have had experiences where we're dealing with a difficult subject in school and spend time to pray and come back to the subject and it's like, wow. So this is what it means. And it's like something opens up. God does it. God does all things if we believe him, if we trust him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Le- we're just going to say a word of prayer and uh in Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Uh let just let just uh talk to God briefly and uh and uh, we'll just talk to God briefly and I would say a word of prayer. Uh can the band come up? Uh Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Lord, we want more of you. Father, we want more of you. Father, we want to press in more into your presence. Father, we want to press in more to gain more from you. Lord, we know we are weak. Lord, we know we are challenged. But Father, we trust in your strength. Father, we know that in our weakness, you are strong. And Father, we choose, we choose, we choose you, we choose you, we choose to go with your own way, we choose to believe the scripture, we choose to believe your word as it is. Lord, we ask for strength, stir up something within us, stir up something within us to spend more time in your presence. As you call us to prayer, thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen.